on, would you lift your voice all over this house? Every eye closed. Begin to worship the master right now. Come on, we are in miracle territory this morning. Come on, all over this building, Cornerstone. Let's worship him like apostolics know how to worship him. Go ahead. Give God a high praise worship right now. Hallelujah. God, you are faithful. God, you are faithful. God, we lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift the name of Jesus higher than any other name. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee's going to bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Anybody glad you know who Jesus is? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good to be in the house of God today. Glad I've got the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, today's a good day to receive the Holy Ghost. In fact, God wants to give you the Holy Ghost this morning. And if you want it, you can receive it this morning. The Bible makes it very clear in Acts chapter 2 and the 38th verse that if we'll repent of our sins, get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, that we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible goes on to say in the next verse, for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. God's calling people this morning to repent of their sins to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and to receive the Holy Ghost today. You ought to just make up your mind, whatever God has for me, I want it. I'm here to receive. I'm here to respond. Oh, I feel Jesus in this house this morning. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, we will read three different places first beginning in the 13th chapter of Luke verse number 5 it's good to be back cornerstone and uh, feel like I'm coming home every time I'm here I know that I'm in a church that loves revival loves truth loves seeing people pray through to the Holy Ghost feel a sweet touch of the Holy Ghost here today. I believe God's going to help some people overcome some obstacles. Make a difficult journey today a lot easier by the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Continue to remember the Mayo's in prayers. God anoints him today to be a blessing to the church of Portland. Luke chapter 13. Verses 3 and 5 both say the exact same thing. So we'll read the second recording in verse 5. It says, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking. For those of you that are red letters are the only words that matter. I figured I would start with that. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, 
you shall all likewise perish. Acts 17, the 30th verse. Paul, speaking to the men of Athens, says, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. One chapter over, the 18th chapter of Acts, and verse number 18 is where we'll start. I'm sorry, the 19th chapter of Acts. Acts chapter 19 and verse number 18. Paul is in Ephesus and has been preaching. And Acts 19 and 18 says, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. They counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Now notice what happened. When they burnt 50,000 silver pieces worth of sin, look at the next verse. When the believers cleaned sin out, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. When the believers, those that were professing believers, started confessing, repenting, and burning the books of sin, the Bible says, mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And I want to preach this morning, burn the books. Burn the books. Would you lay your Bibles down? Would you lift your voices and pray that God's will would be done in this service right now? Would you lift your voice? I need Cornerstone to help me. Above a whisper and with a loud voice, begin to pray for the intervention of the Holy Ghost to happen in this building. If we're going to do it, let's do it right. God, we lift up the name of Jesus. God, we need an old-time anointing in this house. God, let the glory cloud fill this congregation. Let the anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. God, we are your people. We are the sheep of your pasture. God, you've come to seek and to save the lost. God, anoint my lips. God, anoint this congregation. Let the glory of God baptize us in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Praise God. You may be seated. I'm so glad for a God that changes everything about us. I wouldn't be interested in a God that's never I've never experienced, that I've never felt. I wouldn't be interested in a God that could not fix the sin problem in my life. I'm thankful today the God that we serve has all power in heaven and earth. And it does not matter the condition of your heart when you come into the house of God. Doesn't matter how low you've gone. Doesn't matter how bad you've been. Doesn't matter who you are. Mercy is always greater than failure. 
His salvation is always more powerful than your sin. There's not a sin great enough that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at Calvary. I defy the voices of hell in this last day generation that are telling people that God doesn't love you because of your issues and your sin. You hear this preacher loud and clear. You are the reason for Calvary. You are the purpose for a Savior. You are the reason for the cross. And I've come to this pulpit today to help some people leave some stuff behind and to let go of some stuff that is trying to destroy your life. Hallelujah. I feel like God's telling somebody it's time to move forward in living for God. It's time to progress. It's time to get out of the back and forth and the up and down. And it's time to leave the valley of decision. It's time to leave the family of the uncommitted behind and become a part of the family of God that is committed to being washed by the blood, freed from sin, and completely surrendered to Jesus Christ. Today is all the way for Jesus' day. Today is heart-washing day. Today is letting go of what holds you back day. Today is heart-cleansing day. Today is freedom day. Does anybody feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this house today? God has come to deliver people from sin. God has come to deliver the believers from some things that have got them bound up, held back, and discouraged and condemned. I believe God, don't let her run by herself. I believe God is going to silence condemning voices that are telling people that you're never going to get over the stuff you've been failing over time and again. The devil is a liar. God's going to help us look inward today. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's going to help us look inward and say, God, uh, let's work on whatever is in my heart uh, and in my spirit that is keeping me from living for you with all of my heart. Uh, let God deliver some of us from a love uh, for the things of this world. Uh, I believe it's time for somebody in this building that has been a frequent visitor, and I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, I believe it's time for those that have been here for several years uh, to make some progress and to say, uh, I'm going to walk out of here saying, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Whatever that entails, uh, whatever that costs me, whatever I've got to let go of, uh, it's Holy Ghost Day today. Uh, it's praying through time today. Uh, it's time to burn the books and make up your mind. I'm going to live for God with all my heart, with all of my might, and with all of my strength. And I don't want anything in my life that would cause my relationship with God to crumble. Are you still with the preacher? When relationships crumble, I'm going somewhere, and I've got to take my time to make sure we're all on the same page. When relationships crumble... People are usually really good at pointing out the flaws of the other party that's involved uh, and, and telling you what they're doing that's contributing to the breakdown of the relationship. And most often people never look inward at what could I be doing that is contributing to the destruction of my marriage, my friendships, uh, my walk with 
God. Uh, We're always willing to discuss what you could be changing and what your spouse could be fixing. Uh, And we so often fail to look in here and say, hey, wait a second. If I wasn't doing this and if I wasn't saying this, we wouldn't be having that problem. Uh, So they have to go to a third party. So someone that will listen to both sides uh, and give them some revelation that, hey, you've also got something to do with the problem. Uh, There are some things in your life that you need to change. Uh, This is what the Word of God does. Uh, It works like a third party, and it begins to reveal stuff about us that we didn't even know was there. I can tell you there's been times I've been reading the Scripture, and I begin to read, and all of a sudden tears start running down my face as God begins talking to me about stuff that I didn't even know was in my own heart. Uh, I can't know the depths of my own spirit sometimes, uh, but the Word of God is the third party that begins to say, hey, wait just a minute. Uh, There's still some issues in your life uh, that you need to fix and that you need to change. Uh, Thank God for the Word of God uh, that when there's things in my heart that are destroying me, uh, that it begins to shine the light uh, and say, here's a way out. You can fix this. Uh, You can change this. Thank God for the preacher that stands in the pulpit and says, you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to be bound by sin. You don't have to be in a dead church. You don't have to settle for false doctrine. There is a God that saves. Aren't you thankful for the word of God that revealed some stuff about you and said, let's fix the problem. Let's take it out by the roots and fix the sin issue. Oh, lift your hands and worship the king for just a moment right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Anybody want some? Hallelujah. Most often, people view this with their relationship with God. You still with me? We're quick to complain about how we think God isn't measuring up to our expectations while ignoring the fact that possibly there's things in my own life that aren't measuring up to God's expectations. This is the hardest part of fixing broken people is trying to get them to realize that they have something that needs fixing. So many people, and I've heard the conversations in our world today, are saying things like, well, I just feel like if you're a good person that everything will be all right. I'm a good person. Just be good. Uh, Be kind in your community. uh, And that's all I've got to do. Uh, And so what that really says is I don't need church. I don't need God. I'm above sin uh, because I'm a good person. Uh, what, What they're really saying in that mindset is I don't think there's anything that I need to repent of in my life because I'm living by my standard of what I think is good and what I think is righteous. And I'm the final moral authority of good and evil. And I have the say-so of what determines right and wrong. But you got to hear the preacher. You don't define what good is. I don't define what good is. It's not defined by your opinion. It's not defined by your philosophy. It's not defined by your personal interpretation of theology but the only one that has a definition of good is God that's why Jesus said there's none good but one and that is God there can never be redemption there can never be salvation until I realize I've got some books that need burning in my life I've got some sin that I need deliverance of come on cornerstone hear the preacher right now you're not good without Jesus you need the blood of Jesus to wash your sins away. 
The first approach to God is, hey, there's some stuff in my life that I need to let go of. There's some things I need to repent of. And that's why there are some in this building that are frustrated because you feel like you can't seem to get anywhere with God. Because God can't help you with what you won't let go of. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. God cannot help people that refuse to acknowledge that they need help. God can't help people that aren't willing to let God convict them of sin. You've got to realize I've got some house cleaning to do. I've come to preach if you want Jesus to change your world, if you want to be saved and go to heaven, it's time to burn the books of sin in your life. It's time to get out of denial and stop thinking, I'm good without God. No, no, brother. You need God to get things good. And it's time to admit I've got sin in my life that unless the blood of Jesus intervenes, I'm going to be lost. You've got to realize. I've come to preach to somebody today. It's repentance day. It's time to get something in your spirit. I'm not just here to worship Jesus. I'm here to live for Jesus. I'm not just here to believe on Jesus. I'm here to become born again of the water and the spirit. This has got to get down in your life. Uh, Living for God is an all or nothing. Uh, God, I'm here to stay. God, anything in here that should not Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. It's time for somebody to make up your mind. Are you in or are you out? Uh, is God giving your all or is he just getting parts of you? Uh, are you going to serve God or serve your flesh? Uh, are you going to live for God or live for the world? Uh, it's time to figure out who you are. I'm not just coming here to waste time. I'm here to be saved. Uh, I'm here to hear him say, well done. Uh, I'm here to walk on streets of gold one day. Uh, I need the blood. Uh, I need mercy. I need forgiveness. Uh, I need deliverance. Uh, I need Come on, you ought to lift your hands and say, God, wash me. Come on, all over this building, you ought to lift your voice. Come on, it's time to burn the books today. It's time to let the goodness of God touch you today. Come on, let's have a prayer meeting for 30 seconds right now. Come on, I feel the cleansing power of the Holy Ghost in this building right now. God's going to lift some stuff today. God's going to wash some stuff today. God's going to break some chains in this house today. God's going to liberate a family in this building in one moment. God's going to lift a young person's head today. God's going to lift the heart of a young couple today. God's going to break some addictions. God's going to deal with some depression. God's going to deal with the heaviness. Come on, does anybody feel it right now? God's come to answer some prayers. God's come to break some chains. Paul arrived in Ephesus. This is going to be different than you've ever seen Nathan Cox preach today. And God's coming here to put some people on the spot this morning and say, what's it going to be? Is it all in for Jesus or all in for yourself? Is it all right if I just preach Bible today? Paul walked into Ephesus, into a city that was controlled by the bondage of sin. You read the 19th chapter at the condition of that city. It was a place of false religion. It was a place of paganism. It was a place of idol worship. They were worshiping gods that they had carved with their own hands. 
It was a place with witchcraft. And if you've done any studies, and even in today, but of medieval witchcraft, it was also bound with immoral, loose living and lack of morals. It was the pride of life on full display when the preacher walked into Ephesus. This was the climate that Paul walked into and started preaching the truth of who Jesus was. And Acts chapter 19 opens up with him finding certain disciples. And he begins to talk to them and said, have you received, beginning to find some believers. And he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we've not even heard if there be any Holy Ghost. He said, then how were you baptized? And they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. He said, John baptized with water under repentance that those that were baptized should believe on him that would come. That was Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when they heard this, they were rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on him, they begin to speak with other tongues and they receive the Holy Ghost. He walks into the school of Tyrannus, which would have been their school of theology, and he starts preaching for two solid years that this same Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is Lord and Christ. And the Bible tells us that in this place of sin that God was anointing the preacher and worked special miracles at the hands of Paul. And while all this is going on, the seven sons of Sceva. This is one of the most humorous stories in the Bible because I'm going to tell you, demons and devils know who's really got the goods and who doesn't. Uh, and seven sons of Sceva walked up to a demon-possessed man. One demon-possessed man. Uh, and no doubt they had their voice in the right tone. And no doubt they were trying to mimic the preacher if I can say it the way he says it. And if I can move my hand the way he does. Uh, but they didn't realize the power's not in how he says it. The power's not uh, in how he moved his hand the power was in what he had. And they looked at this man and they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preacheth, come out. And that devil looked at them and said, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who in the world are you? And the Bible says the one man beat the tar out of those seven men and they took off naked and running. And when this took place and people begin to realize the God of Paul has power, the Bible says that the name of Jesus was magnified and those that believed started coming together confessing hey I've got sin in my life hey I want deliverance I found a God that's real and they started burning their sin they went home and started digging up everything that attached them to their past that attached them to their old life and that attached them to their dead religion that had never helped them and they said it's house cleaning day it's book burning time. You talk about revival, brother. You talk about a people ready to experience a powerful encounter with God. That's true conversion right there. When you become a believer and start selling the farm on sin and say, I'm going to let it go. Nothing unlocks the power of God like somebody that says, I'm leaving sin behind. I don't want it in my house. I don't want it in my life. Come on. Uh, they had never seen a God like this. Uh, they saw a God that had power. They saw a God that had deliverance. Uh, they encountered something that was greater than the false idols they worshipped. Uh, and the Bible says when they believed, uh, transformation started taking place. Uh, when you become a true believer, there's going to be true change that takes place in your heart. Uh, you're not going to live like you used to live. Uh, you're not going to talk like what you used to talk like. Because when you get real salvation, brother, everything changes.
I can testify to our guests that that's the truth. Anybody that was lost in sin, but you became a believer and transformation started taking place in your life. Transformation because you started saying, hey, I don't want sin anymore. I found something that took the tears out of my eyes. I found something that took the addictions out of my lungs. I found Come on, that's the proper response. When truth hits you, the proper response is, God, I'm selling out. I surrender. It's not time to hold back. It's not time to weigh it out. It's time to say I'm done. Living for God is not a halfway casual stroll. When you find the truth you've been looking for, it shouldn't take you months or years to figure out if you're going to live it with all your heart or not. I don't understand why six months into receiving the Holy Ghost, people are still trying to decide whether or not they want to sell out or not. When you get what's real, when you get what's powerful, there ought to be something in you that says, that's enough. That's enough for me. Brother Earl, I'm here to stay. God, lead me. Whatever I've got to lay down, whatever I've got to let go of, burn the books. Let's clean house. I've got to jump in. You know what somebody needs to do? Quit putting your foot in the water and just jump in and say, all right, God, I'm all the way. Make me, mold me, shape me, preach to me, change me. My heart is yours. My dreams are yours. My life is yours. My conversations are yours. I'm all in. Oh, lift your hands and worship him right now. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. God wants somebody to give him your all. Those books represented, I'll have you help me in a minute, but I'm going to just grab some books here. Those books represented a sinful lifestyle that attached them to the filth that they were in. This was indicative of how they were living. And when they begin to realize, I've been changed, and I found something. What I'm about to preach, I've said all this to preach for the next few moments. What I'm about to preach is hated by religion in our world today, is hated by our media, is hated by our politics no matter which side you're on, is hated by false religion. Because what I'm about to preach is that there is actually things called sin. And you actually have to lay them down so you don't go to hell. Felt it tighten up a little bit right there. But I've come to help somebody be saved today. I've come to preach mercy into this building today. That if you'll repent of it, God will take it. If you'll let go of it, God will lift it. If you'll be done with it, God will wash it. These books, they said, let me tell you, this is what repentance is. Repentance is an inward process that bears fruit in outward visibility. Uh, They got things right here, and they said, let's go home uh, and make some visible actions uh, that we've changed on the inside. Uh, The Bible said they brought the books, uh, and they burned them before all men. Uh, Everybody that knew them uh, saw that there's something different uh, because they were getting rid of stuff uh, that they never would have before gotten rid of. Uh, They didn't keep them and say, well, 
just in case this doesn't work out, uh, I'll have something to go back to. Uh, let's just put them in the back of the closet. Uh, let's just leave it in the living room uh, just in case I decide uh, to go back to what God delivered me from. Uh, no, no, no. They said, let's burn these things uh, because I want God to know. I want the devil to know. I want my family to know. I want my friends to know. I can't go back if I want to because I burnt it. Uh, there's nothing to pick up. Uh, I'm not going to need them anymore. Uh, that's why John the Baptist said to the Pharisees, uh, bring some fruit. Uh, bring some proof of repentance. Uh, bring some visible evidence. Uh, because if you got it on the inside, everybody's going to see it on the outside. Uh, because everything uh, changes. God, I feel like preaching a little truth in this house today. Does anybody around you know that you've repented? Are you doing anything different in your life since you've repented? Is there anything you used to do that you've stopped doing since you've repented? Can the people closest to you tell you've repented? Are you still cussing when you get angry? You still got some sinful habits in your life or has that changed? Are you still drinking, smoking, lying, being immoral? Come on. Is there any proof that I burned the books? Is there any smoke coming out of the burning? Is there any proof that things have changed? Is there any evidence? Go ahead. Start laying some of my items out, sir. What does burning the books look like? You'll hear this preacher today. This will change the rest of your life. Paul gave us a good idea of what burning the books looks like. In Galatians 5.19, he said, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, that's unbridled lust, idolatry, witchcraft. Don't get nervous, I'm just repeating the scripture. Hatred, variance, which means contention. Emulations, that's sinful passions. Wrath. Strife, seditions, that's always causing division. Heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, that's wild, drunken partying. And such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Thank God for mercy. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, he said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, that's people that are having sex when they're not married, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that's people living a homosexual lifestyle, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, that's being greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, that's abusive, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, let me tell you, you've got to deal with some stuff on the inside uh, if you're going to be saved. Uh, repentance is first an inward response. Uh, let me tell you, it really is a matter of the heart, brother. Uh, you've got to be able to willing and be willing to go to an altar and say, God, there's some stuff that's possibly in my spirit. Uh, God, I've got some lust that needs to be dealt with. Uh, God, I've got some unclean thoughts. Uh, God, we're not going to try to live for God and still have perversion uh, and be watching pornography and be living in adultery uh, or living a homosexual lifestyle. 
Nobody got nervous when I said adultery. Sin is still sin, brother. You got to get it out of your heart. I just read it to you from the scripture, but I've got good news. The blood can break it all. The blood. Come on, can I just preach a little what we call old-time Pentecost? You want old-time preaching? Let's have some old-time preaching. Why don't we start saying, God, I've got a jealousy problem. God, I've got some bitterness in my heart. God, I've got an issue with hatred and gossip and murder. Come on, this is an inward process. You've got to kill it where it starts. You've got to dig it up by the root. God, I'm not going to let jealousy destroy me because somebody else got what I think I should have had. I'm not going to get bitter at people and bitter at the preacher and let this be my undoing. Hey, why don't we just burn the books today and say, God, riotous living. Cheating, stealing. Brother Cox, that's not here. You'd be surprised at what's going on in here while I'm preaching right now. I can feel it popping up while I'm preaching right now. I'm hitting walls all over the place. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to be saved, there's got to be an inward cleansing of stuff in your spirit. Come on, you're hearing the preacher this morning? God came to save people in this house. God break the bonds of rebellion, of anti-authority that says, I'm not going to let the word talk to me. I'm not going to let the man of God preach to me. I'm not going to let rebellion grip my heart. No, no, no. God deliver me from always being dishonest. God, here's a big one. God deliver me from my pride that says, I'm fine like I am. I think I'm a good person. Who are you to tell me what sin is? I'm a nobody. I'm just carrying the mail, brother. I'm just delivering what the king wrote. I've got to deal with my pride. You know what pride says? Pride says, I don't need God. Pride says, I don't need to repent. Pride says, I don't need the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. God, help me to deal with strife. God, help me to get unforgiveness. Your Father in heaven won't forgive you. I called that plastered me one day and ripped my heart up when I realized I could be baptized in Jesus' name. I could have spoken tongues when the Holy Ghost came. But if I hold unforgiveness in my heart against people, God pulls back forgiveness from me. I feel a spirit of forgiveness in this building today. You know what some people need to do? You need to cross the aisle before you go home and make some things right in the Holy Ghost. And you know what some of us need to do? Forgive ourselves of what God's already forgiven us of. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Any apostolics? I know you, you, for some reason we're getting nervous. I'm just preaching some basic doctrine today. Uh, God still delivers from drunkenness. Uh, God still delivers from alcohol. God still delivers from lust and pornography. Uh, God still breaks the chains in adultery. God still delivers from bitterness and gossip. Uh, and my God, uh, if we've ever needed the church to break this spirit of hell, God still delivers from racism. Uh, brother, God's not looking at your skin color, your ethnicity. God's just looking at your soul. Uh, he's saying you need to bless. Uh, let me tell you, uh, we're all a part of one race. Uh, it's the human race. Uh, we're all a part of one body. If you're going to be racist, you ain't going to make it on the other side, brother. Because God's not in the ethnicities. God's all about the blood. Uh, God's all about the blood. Uh, God 
Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Come on, uh, I'm preaching. This is what people do that truly start believing. Uh, they say, hey, I'm in this thing to be saved. Uh, get it out of my spirit. Clean my attitude up. Uh, clean my thoughts up. Uh, clean my... Me- Come on, let's lift our hands and worship him right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. My God, there's something here right now. God's going to help deliver somebody from depression. God's going to deal with bitterness. You need to let some stuff go. Let some healing begin in your heart. Let God break the bonds of immorality. You hear me, young man and young lady? You do not have to live with a constant struggle of pornography. The devil is a liar. Throw it out. Burn the books. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to struggle with homosexuality all your life. The devil is a liar. Burn the books, brother. You can get in an altar and let God break every evil addiction. Come on. God loves you too much to let you go to hell. He's got enough blood at Calvary to handle the worst sins in your heart. I know you get nervous. You don't want to respond uh, because you don't want people to think you've got some of this in your heart. Let me just tell you, everybody's got something they're running from. Uh, Let the blood cover you. Uh, Let the blood cover. Come on, lift your hands all over this building right now. I feel redemption in this building. God's going to break pride today. God's going to take strife out of someone's spirit. God's going to deal with bitterness today. Come on. God's going to put the death blow to a spirit of lust. But as long as I've got the inside right, that's all that matters, preacher. No, 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 no. Outside is to be a reflection of what's on the inside. I've been drinking from this bottle today. Now, I think most of you trust me. Although Brother Gazande did ask me if I picked up some habits on that preaching cruise. I promise you, in this bottle is water. My cadet filled it up today. And if it's wine, all I can tell you is the Lord done did it again. But see, you trust me because of the environment I'm in. But you have to admit, you'd be a little concerned if you were driving through Liberty Lake and saw Nathan Cox standing on the street corner doing this. Because regardless of the fact that I know it's water, you would assume that the contents on the inside are what the outside label claims it to be. You would make your judgment based upon what I'm showing the world. You would determine the contents of the bottle by what it looks like on the outside, regardless of the fact that I've only got water in it. You hear this preacher right now. When you get the real Holy Ghost, there's going to be some outward changes in your life. You're not going to want to be running around. People still wondering what the outside and who you are and where you're from uh, and what your life is like. You're going to say, you know what? No more drinking it like this from the bottle. Uh, I don't want people to think that I haven't changed. Uh, You're going to make some changes. Uh, Why? I don't drink anymore because I got the Holy Ghost. 
Come on, burn the books, brother. I know right now you believe me, but if you saw me, you'd assume I'm doing what it looks like I'm doing. That's why it matters where you go. It matters what you do. It matters how you live. Why? I've been changed, and I want to be a reflection of the God that brought me out of darkness. That's why there's some things I'm not going to do. Come on, somebody lift your voice and shout unto God in this house. Come on, I feel a cleansing taking place. Come on, God's going to break some chains in this house today. God's going to lift some stuff. It's time to reflect Jesus everywhere you go if you've really got the Holy Ghost. Are you saved or are you not? Can people tell when they see your label? I don't care where you're at. If you'll burn it and you'll lay it down, I'll wash you and make you a new creature. He said, let's burn the books. These books were things that attached them to how they were living. We're going to get rid of paganism and false religion. We're going to burn the books. We're going to get rid of witchcraft. I don't want my girl reading Twilight. I don't want to read about vampires. I don't want my son watching pornography. I don't want my girl reading pornography. You know why? I got the Holy Ghost, and I want everybody to know it. My God, I feel something breaking. Come on, take that devil, get your filthy hands off of the people of God. We don't have to be bound by the constructs of the broken society we live in. I've been delivered. I can live without it. I can live without it. I've been washed. I want my mind clean. I also don't want broken society teaching my children and teaching me that sleeping around unmarried is okay and being immoral is okay and being anti-God is okay. Therefore, I don't have an anti-God television in my house. I'm burning the book. I ain't going to be putting any movies on my screen from Hollywood or from any industry that promotes it. Why? Burn the books. I'm not living that way anymore. I don't want that filth in my mind. Did you know the Bible deals with entertainment? Romans 1, chapter 32, he deals with all the sins that God's against. And in the very last 32nd verse of Romans chapter 1, he says, by the way, not only the people that take part in the sin are worthy of death, but also those that take pleasure in those that do them. I'm not going to commit fornication. I'm not going to commit adultery. I'm not going to be involved in illicit marital affairs. I'm not going to be cussing in my house. I'm not going to be doing ungodly things and I'm not entertained by people that are doing ungodly things because God you know why? I'm burning the books brother I've got the Holy Ghost I'm in this thing to please him come on it's time for somebody to come all the way it's book burning day I cleaned up my music when I got the Holy Ghost I don't need Cardi B telling me about all her immoral stuff she's doing. I'm burning the books. I don't need to hear what Disturbed and Lincoln Park and these other guys are doing. I'm burning the books. 
I don't need any sinful music in my house. You know why? I don't believe what they're singing about, and I don't want it in my spirit. I'm burning the books. I'm going to be like those in Acts 19. Show my deeds, and it's not welcome here anymore. God, I'm done. Leave this world behind. I've got nothing to go back to. I've thrown it out. I've trashed it. I'm burning the books. You know why some of you are struggling? You've still got sin left in your closet that you can pick back up at any time. I've come to help the struggler today. If you'll throw it out, God will break the bondage of it. God will set you free. It's time to make up your mind. I'm going to live for God with everything that I've got. Come on, lift your hands and worship him right now. I don't want my body pierced and marked up by jewelry and adornment. Because two different times, the Apostle Paul in 1 Peter 3 dealt with wearing the adornment and not to have it on, but be adorned in the inward man, the hid man of the heart. So I don't want to cut my body. I don't want to tattoo my body. I don't want a sports team on my arm. I don't want them hanging out of my ears. I don't want them hanging out of my nose. Why? They don't own me. God does. I feel a little tightness right here, but I'm helping somebody. Burn the books, brother. Repent. Come on. Let God wash some stuff. I don't need to look like the world's standard of living. I've got a word from God that says, hey, I can make you clean. I can make you pure. When people see my label, I want them to say, there's somebody that's a follower of Jesus Christ. There's Come on, I feel something happening right now in the Holy Ghost. I I thought the church would be helping me right now. I'm teaching my daughter that God made her beautiful without the help of Mary Kay and cosmetics. You can get mad at me all you want, but I refuse to think that I need some kind of pancake batter to make my daughter beautiful. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he beautifies the meek with salvation. I refuse to buy in the broken lies that our young ladies are not beautiful unless they've shaved their head, painted themselves up. The devil is a liar. God got it right when he did it the first time. You don't need the world's view of beauty. They don't know what beauty is. You just need the goodness of God on the inside of you. God will give you a blush on your cheeks from a purity that can cleanse you like Mary Kay never could, brother. My little girl's going to grow up knowing I'm beautiful because God made me beautiful. God made it right on the first. Burn the books. God, I feel something happening. Every hand in the air, lift your voice right now. Come on. God can break a cigarette addiction. God can bust through the bonds of hell. God can break nicotine. God can break alcohol. God can break tobacco. God can break drugs. I'm telling you, it's time to throw it out. I'm not buying them anymore. I'm not going there anymore. Why? I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm living for God. I've burned the books. Come on, let's worship all over this building right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm not going to wear immodest clothing because the world has lied to us and told us clothing is for the purpose of revealing your body. Clothing was not designed to reveal your body. It was designed to cover your body. Well, I felt a little rock right there. That's why I went to a cruise in the Bahamas, and my wife and my girl never wore a bikini one time or showed their body at the beach. Why? They're not on display for this world to look at. 
I'm going to be covered. I've got a label on me that no matter if I'm on the beach, if I'm on vacation, or if I'm at church, everybody's going to know there's somebody that follows Jesus. There's somebody that's modest. Come on, I want you to grab a hold of somebody next to you and begin to pray right now. Come on. Come on. When the believers confessed, the word of God grew mightily and revival broke out. There's no stopping the incredible power of God for a people that says, I'm burning the books and I'm letting go of sin. Come on. I want to keep a clean house. I want to keep a clean heart. Why? I want to be saved. I want to look saved. I want to talk saved. I don't want to go back to the bondage. I don't want to go back to sin. Sin was miserable. I don't want to go back to the social constructs of this broken society. I don't want to live under their oppressive weight. That's why they said, now that we found something that's real, let's not debate about it anymore. Let's not argue about it anymore. Let's not hold back and wait six months. They said, no, let's go home and let's start getting rid of stuff. Why? We ain't going need it anymore. Huh? Let's burn it. Huh? Let's get rid of it. Huh? Because I want everybody to know, Jesus, I'm all yours. Huh? I'm all yours. Huh? My heart's yours. My spirit's yours. My conversation's yours. My thoughts are yours. My clothing is yours. My attitude is yours. Huh? I'm burning the books. Some of you here, God's been playing tug-of-war with you for a long time, saying, come on. And you've been saying, I'm not ready. Come on, I've got mercy for you. But i still got sin I feel like I can't live without. Come on, you can live without it. I've got joy unspeakable. The Bible says when the believers started confessing and the believers started burning sin, the word of God grew mightily. We see a lot more action in our lost family members if we quit arguing with God over sin we feel we can't live without. When they started burning the books and said, I don't need anything that attaches me to the world that God brought me out of, the Bible says revival began to break loose in Ephesus. I've got family members that need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost in my life. And God, if it comes down to this ignorant mess I'm listening to in you, I can live without this. I didn't come here because I had nothing better to do. I came here to be saved by the one that died for me. His only requirement for you to obtain salvation is if you'll repent. If you'll say goodbye to sin, he'll do the rest. So the Holy Ghost right now. I know I told you it's going to be different than you ever heard Nathan Cox preach. But I felt compelled to come to this pulpit and plead with people that are frequent visitors and have never had a change in your life because you're saying there are things I don't believe I need to have to get rid of. When my dad first prayed through to the Holy Ghost, you come to the music. My dad first prayed through, he used to lay on his Bible. I've told some of this story here before. He used to lay on his bed at night. You can be seated. He'd take the family Bible that nobody read. He'd lay it on his chest. 14, 15 years old, tears running down his face, rock and roll blaring in his ears. 
He told me it was something called Dreamweaver. I've never heard of it. He would lay there with tears running down his face and say, God, if there's more to you than what I've been told, please show me. He said, because I'd gone to many religious buildings, I'd shaken hands, repeated sinners' prayers, and I never felt anything change. And I always kept going back to the same stuff. He said, over nine times had I gone through the steps at the large church there in downtown Jacksonville. And I'd go back to write how I was living. And I'd grab that Bible, didn't even know what it said, and just say, God, there's got to be more. If there is, please show me. Came from a family of alcoholics. Came from a broken home. Two or three of his brothers have died over alcohol poisoning. Sister's been married, I believe, six times and is already struggling on this last one. He was told by his stepbrothers and sisters, you're always going to be a loser because of how you've been raised. He was told that. But there was something in here in that little boy in Ephesus, bound by false doctrine and sin, that was saying, there's got to be something else. If you'll just show me, there's got to be something else. He said, not too long after he'd been praying that, the house that was for sale a few doors down sold. Somebody moved in with a U-Haul truck, and they got out, and the lady had a long dress and long hair. Boys got out, modest clothing. He said, they looked like gypsies. He said, I'd never seen any people that looked like them. He said, and I pay attention to him. He said, they started introducing themselves to me. They'd play catch with me in the yard. It made me feel like I was part of the family, like I was worth something. And they started inviting me to church, saying we're in revival. And I would tell them, I've already been to church. I'm fine. And they kept telling them, but you've not been to a church like this. You need to come. Uh, and so finally one night, he decided, I'll go. What have I got to lose? It's not going to hurt me. He said, and he was there in the service. He said, he walked in there. And he said, it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. He said, I've seen people act like this in a lot of places, but never at church. He said, there were people running around the building as fast as they could. People were jumping up and down. There was some lady hollering. I couldn't understand a word she was saying. And I was thinking, these people have lost their mind. He said, and while I was thinking this, all of a sudden I felt something. He said, my hands started shaking and tears started running down my face. And God started talking to him saying, you've been praying for it. Here it is. He said, I went to the altar when I felt that, knelt down, and I said, God, if there's anything in me that you don't like, I'm sorry for it. I want what I'm feeling. I'm done with it. Deliver me. Forgive me of any sin I've ever committed. He said, I didn't even know what to repent of. He said, I didn't know what sin was. I just heard people tell me I'm supposed to tell God I'm sorry. And he said, and I was saying, God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. Anything in my life that should not be. He said, and when I stood up, I determined in that moment, this is it for me. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. He said, and I went home. Uh, he said, when I walked into my bedroom, he said, I saw a poster on my wall of kiss and something smote me and said, God doesn't like that. He said, that was enough for me. He said, I got more when I repented than some people get when they claim the Holy Ghost. He said, I started ripping down the poster saying, if God don't like it, I don't need it. He said, I've got them in the trash. And God said, well, if I don't want you looking at them, you probably shouldn't be listening to them. He said, I walked over to my eight-track takes and my long play albums. I, I started breaking them and cracking them and throwing them in the trash. Said, my friends came over and said, are you crazy? Give those to us. He said, no, if it's sin for me, I'm not going to be a part of your sin. I'm going in the trash. I don't want to make money off of it. I'm trashing it. He went by his wardrobe. He said he was standing the next, a few days later, he was standing in front of a convenience store with his mom. He had shorts and for some reason a cut-off T-shirt. He said, and I was standing there, and two ladies from the church walked by, and all they said was, hey, good to see you. He said, I never felt more naked in my life. He said, I went home and said, that's enough for me, God. I'm going to start covering my body. 
He don't even have the Holy Ghost yet. But what he did do was burn the books. He went back the next service while the choir was singing. He was sitting in the back. Uh, the choir was singing. Uh, he was sitting back here watching them. And he said, you know what? About halfway through the choir song, I thought, why am I still standing here? I want the Holy Ghost. Uh, he said, look to my right. People were sitting there. Look to my left. Somebody was sitting there. He said, so I just started climbing over pews. Uh, he said, I started getting closer to the front. He said, until I made a break. Uh, he said, I ran straight up to the pulpit, threw my hands in the air, and said, God, I'm ready for the Holy Ghost. That preacher laid hands on him. He started speaking in tongues uh, as God gave him the utterance uh, he's never missed a day and he's preaching the gospel I've come to preach to somebody you burn the books God will keep his end of the deal it's Holy Ghost day uh, it's... come on you ought to stand all over this house and lift your hands and your voice all over this building come on from the front to the back lift your voice right now I'm not making an altar call. I'm making an altar pull. I pull for everybody that can hear my voice. I beg you to get out of your seat and come to this altar. And don't repeat a prayer after me, but hit this altar and say, God, today is sin burning day. Get it out of my heart. Clean up my spirit. Anything in my life that's not right, I want to get it right. Why? I'm here all the way. Whatever your word says, I embrace it. You begin to pray like that, and the word of God's going to begin to work wonders in your life. You begin to empty your heart and surrender like they did in Acts 19, God will begin to fill people with the Holy Ghost in a few moments. Come on, lift your voice. Don't whisper. You find you a place to pray and say, I'm staying here until I'm empty. I'm staying here until the chains are broken. I'm staying here until God knows I'm leaving this world behind. Come on, that's it. Voices all over this house. I need cornerstone to help me pray. Come on, church. Move into these altars. Help somebody pray through right now. Come on. Come on. It's time to let go of some stuff. When you begin to burn the books, when you begin to repent like you've heard preached, when you begin to pray that kind of repentance, God starts lifting the heaviness. God starts lifting the depression. God starts breaking the sorrow. God starts dealing with the stress. God will take what you're crying yourself to sleep over, and he'll lift that heaviness, and he gives joy. There's no greater feeling in the world than knowing I've surrendered all, and I've been washed in the blood. Come on. You begin to empty your heart out. You begin to burn the books. God will begin to lift the spirits of bitterness and depression and fear. Let God's peace of mind touch your mind today. Let the peace of God touch your emotions today. If you'll surrender it all, God will wash it away today. That's it, church. Pray. Pray. I don't need the whispers. I need prayer warriors to get in the Holy Ghost right now. God's going to lift it. You lay it down, God will lift it. You repent over it. You burn it. Say, I'm done with it today. And when I go home, I'm going to throw in the trash. God will forgive you right now. And you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. It's your promise. If you've never spoken tongues as the Holy Ghost gives the utterance, get out of your seat and get in this altar and begin to pray in repentance and surrender to God. Let God wash you. Let the mercy of God lift you today. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. God's mercy is saying, if you'll lay it down, I'll wash it away. Come on, pray. Pray till you pray through. Somebody's in the valley of decision. It's time to say, all right, God, I'm here to stay. I'm selling out. Whatever it costs me, whatever I've got to do, I'm here to get it right, God. Come on, God's going to lift the heaviness right there. God's going to wash the shame away today. God's going to silence.
condemnation. The mercy of God is going to override sin. You lift your voice and pray with all your heart.